0: Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsey. Welcome to Episode 21, Are You a Large Employer Under the Affordable Care Act? This is your source for employer intelligence, My name is Thomas Rock Lindsey and I am your small business ally, instructor, and servant. I'm here to help you thrive in your role as an employer. I teach small business owners to become employer brainiacs in just seven minutes every Tuesday and Thursday. Are you an applicable large employer? Are you close to qualifying as one in 2016? What if you reach the threshold this year? Are you required to comply with the Affordable Care Act's employer mandate? I'll answer these questions and more today on Small Biz Brainiac. Let's rock this. The ACA requires Applicable Large Employers, or ALEs, to offer health insurance that has certain minimum essential benefits, also referred to as minimum essential coverage, to at least 95% of their eligible full-time employees. Now, this insurance must provide minimum value, and the premium must be affordable. If you don't offer a health insurance plan that has these minimum essential benefits, then you could be penalized by the IRS. Even if you offer the minimum essential benefits, this insurance must meet the minimum value test and be affordable to your employees. Otherwise, you could still be penalized by the IRS. You're an ALE if you have 50 or more full-time employees, including full-time equivalent employees. So in order to know, you have to identify your full-time employees and calculate how many full-time equivalent employees you have, which is based on how many part-time employees you have. A full-time employee is someone who works an average of 30 hours or more per week in a calendar month or an average of 130 hours per month in a year. To calculate the number of full-time equivalents, add up all of your part-time employees' hours worked in a month, up to 120 each, and then divide that total by 120. Next, add the number of full-time employees to the number of full-time equivalents, and you have your magical total. If the number is 50 or more, congratulations. Add ACA compliance to your list of business achievement milestones. The determination is made annually, so if you didn't qualify as an ALE in 2015, but you will in 2016, then you have to comply with the ACA next year. You'll take your measurement in 2016 to know if you qualify as a large employer for 2017, and then you'll maintain that status until the next year when you can make the determination again. That's why it's important to understand how to perform the calculation and to track where you're at each month. Knowing exactly where you are in the calculation will help you plan going forward. If you just started your business in the current calendar year, then you are considered an ALE if you reasonably expect to employ an average of 50 or more full-time employees or a combination of full-time employees and full-time equivalents. However, if your count will be or was 50 or more for 120 days or less, and the employees in excess of 49 who were employed during that period are seasonal workers, then you're not an ALE. This is the seasonal employee rule. These four calendar months or 120 days don't have to be consecutive. So if you only went over 49 in a total of 120 days or less and those employees that put you over the threshold were seasonal employees, then you're not an ALE. In year two, you'll base the decision on the number of employees that you actually employed in year one rather than relying on your reasonable expectation. Let's say you start a business on July 1st 2016 for the period July 1st to December 31st your status will be based on your reasonable expectation for calendar year 2017 the decision will be based on your actual employee count for the 6 month period that you were in business in 2016 if you think you will be an ALE and you offer a compliant plan but you don't end up actually being an ALE then you don't have to worry about complying with the reporting requirements If you reasonably expected not to be an ALE, but you actually ended up being one and you didn't offer compliant group health insurance, then you might be subject to penalties. It depends on whether or not one of your qualified full time employees obtained coverage from an exchange and received a subsidy in the form of a tax credit. That's the penalty trigger. It doesn't matter what your situation is or the circumstances surrounding your noncompliance. If you didn't provide the right coverage, and one or more employees obtains coverage from an exchange and gets a tax credit, then you're subject to penalties. There are two penalties referred to as the A and B penalties. So the A penalty is named after Section 4980HA of the Act, and it's $2,000 a year, or $166.66, for each month or partial month of noncompliance. This penalty is for not offering minimum essential benefits. There's really no reason you shouldn't be able to provide this insurance. It's readily available, and in most cases, 100% of the premium can be paid for by the employee. If you don't provide a minimum essential benefit plan, you'll pay the A penalty on all full-time employees. The consolation is that you get a 30-employee exemption from the A penalty. So going back to our example, Let's say you don't reach the threshold until November, and even though you're an ALE, you only have 40 full-time employees that you have to make an offer of coverage to. After subtracting the 30-employee exemption, you're penalized on the remaining 10 for the last two months of the year. And remember, that's only if one or more of those employees goes to the exchange, receives coverage, and a subsidy. The second penalty is the B penalty after, you guessed it, 4980HB of the act. This penalty's $3,000 per year, or $250 for each month or partial month of noncompliance. This penalty is only assessed on those employees who receive a premium tax credit, and it will never be more than the maximum A penalty, so it's capped at that. You'll never pay both penalties in the same year. If you do provide minimum essential coverage, but it doesn't pass the minimum value test, or it's unaffordable to your employees, then you'll pay the B penalty, but again, only on those employees that obtain coverage from the exchange and receive a premium tax credit. So there you have it. Let's recap. Applicable large employers have to comply with the ACA by offering a group health insurance plan comprised of minimum essential benefits, which also provides minimum value and is affordable. To determine whether or not you're an ALE, you have to count your full-time, and full-time equivalent employees. And if you don't comply, and one of your employees obtains coverage from an exchange and receives a premium tax credit, you will be penalized by the IRS. Now we're only scratching the surface here today. The ACA is a massive piece of legislation, Never mind the mountains of regulations and the interpretation notices. In subsequent episodes, we'll discuss other aspects of the ACA, such as affiliate employers, hours of service, more about seasonal employees, Variable hour employees? Actually, who is an employee? Are are you as the owner counted as an employee? Short answer is no. Are your family members who are employees counted? Short answer is no there as well. Are least employees yours for purposes of the ACA? That's a yes. Now in the show notes, I've provided a simple eight-step process to calculating the number of employees to determine if you're an ALE. And if you have any questions about the ACA, please don't hesitate to contact me through smallbizbrainiac.com. I'm here to help you. There's no charge, no obligation. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I'm just here to help. You can also communicate with me on Facebook by joining my private group, Small Biz Brain Trust. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.